is once again your moment with the voice of God. If you are here this morning, it's because we know that you have found a place where the voice of God has been coming to you and speaking to you into areas that have never been tapped into before. If you were with us last week, you were able to hear that the heart of God was calling His bride to a deeper, deeper understanding of who they are of who he has created them to be. He was calling them to a level of understanding that they are that candlestick. Not only a candlestick, but that they were made of pure gold, which can only be made pure by fire. And beyond that, it wasn't just gold of any gold, but that you are a gold candlestick, pure gold, made of hammered gold hammered and as our prophet said that hammer is the word of God and that word of God it has a way of refining us and purifying us and shaping us so that way there is no air inside of our gold so that way we come out to be the purest and most solid form something that can stand the test of time if you are here this morning it is because there is a refining of gold that is happening in your life. And you know that the Spirit of God is calling you and driving you to go for more. Church, this is our season for more. And we are here in studio once again, coming to you, the global church around the world, with the voice of God. Would you help me welcome our prophet, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Dad, thank you once again. Last week's word was, uh, seems every week we say, last week's word was off the charts. It keeps going to another level, another dimension of understanding. We read things that we have read before, but we hear things that we have not heard before. And our spirit, it's been receiving new breath and new life. And as we receive it, we can, it shines light showing us many areas in our lives where there is correction that is coming, where there is a, a deeper walk that is coming. We want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this journey. <laughs> uh, I know that this particular season of COVID has definitely tested every religious part that is in us. Uh, especially if you are in a religious habit of going to church, then that has been tested mm. to see will your faith stand strong even in the midst of a lockdown. Mm. If your faith in God was based on friendship with a society, with a community, then this season has definitely tested your faith. So this season is not for the religious people, but this season is definitely an advantage for those who are beyond merry religion but their relationship is rooted in the Lord. Uh, but the, the 
great advantage that I see that Apostle Paul would love to have been in such a time as this. Because man of God, you can imagine, he would write a letter those days yes. in a scroll and it would take months for it to be transported by the sea uh, to their location. And all the while, all he can hope is that that the letter would reach there and the ink would still remain on that paper. And then they would have to wait again for the next epistle to come. But here we are. We are in a season that nations are able to still come together mm-hmm. simultaneously. Yes. Live not just with audio but even with video and uh, that experience is something that the apostles of the old would have loved to have access to so we want to thank god for this technology that unites us mm-hmm. and uh, that has to also mean that now in this season we have to learn to do church in a different way um we have to be ahead of the game ministry the way we knew it doesn't exist anymore um and if we are in hopes of going back to how we did it then that means that there's some part of us we don't like change mm, yes um, so this is an added advantage last week alone we had many of our churches from india many of our churches from america about three different parts of the world we have branches uh, that were connecting with us and uh, parts of malaysia and parts of dubai we have a church in dubai all of them were able to partner and participate uh, and receive in the same level that we are receiving in Montreal. Wow. Now, now that is the Lord's doing. We couldn't have imagined something like that uh, pre-corona. So that means that now we don't have to get on a plane and you know, be jet-lagged to feed them. Uh, now anybody that is really hungry God has made it accessible to them. So this is calls for just a great celebration. This is amazing. This is amazing. And you know, you know that you were you were sharing with us on one side and not talking about finances, but it was a part of it that you were talking about. And when you were discussing, you shared about something which blew my mind. You said that it wasn't just about building an altar. But that that in the scriptures there was an instruction to build an altar in the morning and in the evening. That when the people came out of exile, they came back to the place where they wanted to build the temple of God. They came and they gave a free will offering. It was their choice. They wanted to give it. Even though it was a commandment, they gave with their hearts as a free will, free choice. And they did it in the morning and they did it in the nighttime. 
and the Bible says that they they did it, mm-hmm. and it, it was it gave them their protection from the people of the land. And I had, it's funny, it has never hit me the way you explained it. Mm-hmm. It makes so much more sense that they called on God in the morning. You said you call on God in the morning. You know, you're you're thanking Him for the day. You're asking His blessing on the day. You're getting His guidance in the day. And then at the end of the day as well, a non-stop communion and communication with God. If I am afraid to touch on it, let's be... <laughs> but if I can touch a little... Please. Oh no. Please. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's just simple uh, differences. but if we are not uh, but we have to it is critical for us details is what makes us great so they s- started rebuilding through a free will offering okay that is what they brought to the house of god then there was what they gave to clothe the levites okay that's the second one and then the third one is the burnt offering So the burnt offering is not the same as the free will offering and it is not the same as clothing the levite and the burnt offering is not as same as the sin offering because it is important we we differentiate that because sin offering doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. because Christ became the ultimate offering for sin there's no more perfect offering for sin right but the burnt offering like i said covered two things one it was a representation of their gratitude their dedication their commitment secondly as you rightly mentioned it was because they desired a grace and a protection from the enemies that surrounded them so there's two areas one is gratitude to from where i am to where i am today where i was to where i am today and gratitude to where i am to where i am going to okay so morning and evening morning and evening so basically each offering covered a 12 hour period okay <laughs> so that is why i said many people are very spiritual but they don't pay attention to why god placed these principles okay god placed it god placed it okay i was meditating about that this week because as much as you are meditating even i have to meditate so long after wednesday i was chewing and digesting it <sighs> the lord showed me something very powerful about gratitude because an offering is a sign of gratitude this is very powerful i'll remember it for a long time the lord showed me how gratitude extends the season of grace or somebody's life wow so if there is a blessing that is released over our life mm-hmm. 
that blessing is there for an x amount of time with us for an x amount of period everything comes with time right mm-hmm. what you do is when you go and tell god i thank you lord for this and you bring an offering of gratitude what you're doing is you are strengthening that grace that gave you that blessing so that now it lasts beyond its time of expiring if it was supposed to last for 3 months yeah now gratitude from your heart causes it to last 3 years so it strengthens and extends longevity wow so the lord was teaching me that and and i realize that is why many blessings don't last in our life because we don't take time to show the lord gratitude mm-hmm. not have gratitude mm-hmm. one can have to hold back it looks like i'm just going to take off but i'll say this and i'll close one can have attitude but not show gratitude so one can have gratitude but not show gratitude mm. think about it. I was just going to stop with that. <laughs> yeah, it's better oh, otherwise we oh, have wow. part two of our best service now. And uh, that's so critical so that when we are grateful to the Lord his presence and we are grateful for the teaching priest when we are grateful for his blessing whatever blessings you wanted to last longer you want to receive longer gratitude is what extends its shelf life over your mm-hmm. life gratitude extends its covering over your life so we thank god for that teaching okay we let it go i have so many questions i'd like to ask you right now <laughs> let's see what the lord is cooking for today yes yes and maybe wednesday we'll try to get some questions and amazing yes dig into this topic a little more to see if people are interested they can contact you and give uh passes to you questions and on that topic perfect and we'll see if if there is enough uh, hunger we'll push forward thank you bro yeah so for today we're going back into the beautiful series that the mm-hmm. lord has given us and uh I have to tell you people of God you I've had to die a thousand deaths for this topic. I've I think I've said this before this whole few months has been probably the most intense season of my relationship with the Lord. and I tell God I don't have uh, the capacity to lead hundreds if not thousands through the week on a one-on basis so I am 
very limited and dependent on the spirit that is not limited so that what i cannot bring to you on a one on basis that lack is filled on a day like this that the spirit will fill uh, our weaknesses and do what no humans can do so i take feeding my children very serious you don't mind starving but you want to children to eat good food if you're a parent you know what i'm talking about so and especially we shift everything from today again <sighs> because we are going to start with the scrolls today we have finally arrived mm. <laughs> why wow. really we have arrived so we, we have to walk gently with the series please understand my what i'm saying um we have to be careful we have to remember these are letters from the lord to his people so there's a few things we have to remember one of the most important thing is that we are trying to peek into the heart of god yes we are trying to understand what the author is saying there has been many times where god speaks mm. to individuals but here are specific letters written to the body of christ so i don't know but i feel uh, a a lot more of seriousness needs to be given to this so that it is not just our interpretation yeah is not what we think he is saying because there's a lot of that there's a lot of that there are thousands of commentaries out there so it has to we have to try and knock on the heaven's door to hear his heart through those letters mm-hmm. so that exercise is something that we have to take seriously uh secondly this is like a postmortem we are cutting open a body these are scrolls to different churches yes yeah we we have it we have somebody that that did this for us these are not the real scrolls but yeah i don't know if i can find ephesus there we go um 
you're looking at uh, a postmortem. So we're looking at one church. We get the privilege of looking into their life. Their life is being buried open. Mm. We're looking into their nakedness. We're looking into their weaknesses. So we have to look at it carefully. We have to look at it non-judgmental mm. attitude. We have to look at it in a way that is not holier than thou. So even as I teach, I have to be careful. Because if I were to stand in the mind of God, so I cannot teach this as if I have arrived. I teach it as a student that is learning from the Spirit. And you hear it as a student learning from the Spirit together. So you understand the complexity of this. Um, A few times I try to get off saying maybe I can change the series right about now because I told the Lord if you want me to do the series you need to give me more grace Mm -hmm. so after a few wrestling I I feel it is time for us to carefully try to go into the depth of the mind of God number three this should also lead us uh, to great humility that this could be us that this could if it was not for the grace of God we would be worse than them so we have to proceed with humility we have to listen to this series with the thought that this is preparing us Mm. for heaven as we learn to be on earth God is preparing us for the home he is prepared for us Mm. yeah so that's where we are so if you're ready pastor shall we begin let's go to the book of revelation again yes and uh, chapter 2 that's where we started last week yes Uh, this is the letter to Ephesus the church in Ephesus I'm going to try and avoid too much historical aspects of it because there are many great men of God that have written many commentaries on that we would like to just try to hear the spirit part of it Mm. and the practical part of it I'm more I like practical. I like. I want to know what is it for me now. You know, mm-hmm. don't uh, don't kill me with information that won't help me. Mm-hmm. Give me information that will help me live today. Mm. God help us. That's why so, we're here. Amen. So let's start. If you can go ahead, you can start with. Maybe you can read to verse seven. Yes. The first letter, please. Revelation chapter 2, starting in verse 1. 
To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. So, let's start with the first verse, the first words. It is written to the church in Ephesus. We get that. But it was not given to the church in Ephesus. It was not even given to the angel of the church. Now we know that the angel here represents the pastor of the church. And the Lord chooses to refer to them as an angel of that church or the guardian or the overseer. Mm -hmm. Those are very important observations. How God sees the role of a man of God. Mm -hmm. Because we are, as humans, tend to see things in human perspective. And therefore we receive in a human capacity. But when we begin to see things in a spiritual capacity, we begin to receive in a spirit's capacity, which is always greater. So let's read that first verse again. He's saying what? To the angel of the church in Ephesus yes. write. Right to the angel. Not to the people. Right to the angel. So I want you to start off as we have been doing. We, we want to examine every line. Yes. I want you to notice that. The first thing. That the Lord is speaking to whom? He's speaking to John. To John. And he is telling John the apostle. And he's saying, now you write to the angel. Mm. Now the angel then reads the letter. And then now he interprets the letter and teaches it to the church. Wow. Now you are now looking into 
characteristic of God. Now this is not Old Testament, right? This is not Old Testament. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> and you are looking at the manner which God works. Yes. The manner. That is why in Romans chapter ten, it says, "How then will they call on Him, whom they have not believed? And how are they to hear without someone preaching?" Pastor, I like this part. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Oh. So you are now peeking into how God functions, how God works. You're looking at God's manner of taking a kingdom principle mm. and transferring it into an individual. And yet you will have many times a certain feeling or a spirit that would want to isolate you mm-hmm. i will say you don't need anybody that goes right against this verse that we know because god is saying this is how i prefer working this is my style of work mm-hmm. yes we would like to directly hear from god But God is saying that before I can even directly speak to you let me see you hearing somebody that I have sent. That is also God's way of checking our humility. Of how well we are able to submit. Wow. To the ones that he sends. A prerequisite to yes. hearing the voice of God. And the interesting thing is that God never sends somebody that is perfect and the reason why god does not send somebody perfect is because there is nobody that is perfect and he does not want anybody to take his place wow and he alone takes the glory hey. he alone takes the honor and he alone deserves the praise and the way that is possible is by us receiving his servants and keeping our eyes on our lord and savior jesus christ and yes he uses vessels vessels that confound the wise so as much as god could have directly spoken to the church in ephesus he chooses not to. because there is somebody that is available that he can use to speak to them it is good for us to have an habit to seek the lord to hear what god is speaking but it is also a smart thing to do to hear what he has already spoken to the ones that he has placed over your life so you're looking at these people if they begin to say i don't want to hear any man you're looking at god saying i don't have to speak either so this i like this gives me great joy to submit understanding how god functions
helps me to understand that God could speak directly yet he went to a man that would speak to another man to speak to another man three layers three layers and yet it was God speaking many people hurt themselves because they can't understand this detail this detail is a critical part of their spiritual journey that they are able to locate that voice that god has chosen to bring a word into their spirit okay so we'll we'll dig on to it we'll dig on to it this is so much to talk about in this one verse alone but uh let us go go forward let us read and see what more we can understand from what god has spoken go on i know your works hmm. your toil and your patient endurance all right i know your work see that just that one line we can go along i know your work people of god i want you to hear me i will try to not trouble you too much but this see this is not going to leave us alone this is going to wrestle with us the scripture says i know your work this is talking to a group of people that have put their faith in god mm. and yet is not talking about i know your faith ai it's talking about their works oh so this has to cause you to pause before you run ahead that we can have all the belief system in our spirits we can be well taught we can have great understanding of what is required we've grown up in sunday school mm-hmm. we've been in the church long enough we know it but that is not where the eyes of the lord is going into he's looking at the product of that faith he's looking at the work of the man and he's saying i've seen it i have seen what you do not what you believe <laughs> not what you say because your belief is right but sometimes we can believe and not produce what we believe so god is looking at that moment and he's highlighting what is important to him and what is important to the lord must become important to us this series is going to prepare us to be pleasing the lord in a higher dimension that is why the bible says it is impossible to please god without faith now faith without works are dead yes faith without works is dead yeah so you're looking at somebody who believes in the lord who confesses the right things but they don't act 
accordingly in their private life you cannot excuse yourself with the name of grace shall cover me of course we have the grace but god is now expect, expecting us to have that maturity that is the same thing we expect of our children we train them and then at some point we are like hey i've said this before the times when mama is getting upset with them are the times where she tells them this is something i have warned you not to do before because now maturity requires of you that you don't just hear something now it is expected to see the actions the lord is looking people of god many times we don't fear god because we don't see his judgment immediately but now you are getting a peek into the mind of god and he's saying i have seen your works not what you're singing <laughs> not your confessions not your state of your heart not your desire of your heart all that is important but he's saying now i'm talking about works because maturity requires for your faith to be translated into action and then he takes it to the next line number 1 he says i've seen your works then he talks about i have seen your labor he says i know your works your toil ah okay okay it's critical it starts by saying i know your actions mm-hmm. okay now then he says the second part he says i've seen your toil your toil okay that's the labor of it so you can do a work <laughs> but not have enough labor in that if you look at two workers outside yes both are working but one guy is resting 95.9% yeah. and you're looking out to the window and saying this guy you paid him but he's having a shovel in his hand mm-hmm. but he has no connection with that shovel whatsoever yeah the shovel has no relationship with the earth but he's called a worker too so god in the god of detail that he is He's saying I've not just seen your works I have seen your toil I've not just seen you working I've seen you put your heart I have seen you put your efforts I have seen your labor I have seen how you put everything into working for the Lord people of God if God were to look at us would he appreciate our labor to him the third thing that he notices after your toil he says and your patient endurance okay. these three are connected he not just sees work he's seeing toil mm-hmm. 
but many times when you are toiling for the things of God there comes a time when you don't immediately see a result yes you don't immediately see a breakthrough you put your heart passion you've been serving the lord mm-hmm. but now you're expecting you know one year you have been saved and now you're like okay now is when i need to see results yeah and you don't see results and will you still continue your toil will you still continue your work your your labor mm-hmm. your hard work so sometimes you can toil and you don't see immediate results mm-hmm. and you worked hard yeah. you believed hard you prayed hard yes. you fasted you have been faithful mm-hmm. you have run away from your temptations your desires and yet you don't see results yeah. that is when many people stop toiling That's so true sometimes you are working hard for the lord but then somebody comes your way and creates offense in your heart and you give up and you quit toiling in the things of god sometimes your own family member has discouraged you in your work with god yeah. and you say what am why am i doing all this for your own family member has discouraged you in your work with god there are so many things the enemy throws at us to distract us and take us away in our toil after the lord so god is now being specific and he wants to give attention to that moment and he's saying i look at your steadfastness what is he saying i've seen your works your toil and your patient and your patient endurance endurance thinking james is steadfastness steadfastness i'm seeing your works i'm seeing your labor and i'm seeing your patient endurance mm-hmm. or steadfastness these three things is what god says is going to give you an eternal reward wow many times the reason why discouragement comes is because we are looking for an immediate reward and when an immediate reward doesn't come we allow discouragement to take us over and distract us but god is looking mm-hmm. at them and saying i've seen your work and i've seen your toil in that work and i've seen that even when there was no reward you pushed through pushed through you pushed through in your faith mm-hmm. you've pushed through in the things of god mm-hmm. now you got to understand this is a testimony that god is speaking not for somebody who has been busy trying to work their life yeah but somebody that has been busy working for the things of god mm-hmm. we're not talking about building a city in the natural but i'm talking about people that have taken time to build their spirit man wow the people that have put efforts to build themselves up in the lord in the things of god Mm. they are the ones that god is acknowledging right now god is saying you have not given up i see your 
patient endurance endure enduring till the end to the last beat till the last day till the trumpet sounds will that be said about us i want you to quickly make a prayer in your spirit say lord i will work steadfastly and toil ferociously until the end until i receive the crown on my head i will not give up god is appreciating them now so he starts his letter with acknowledgement and appreciation and go on and how you cannot bear mm. with those who are evil mm. and he's saying that there is one thing that i like about your spirit there is something that i admire about your spirit he's cutting to the chase now encouragement is over now he wants to get into the details of yes what attracts him he's saying that i am attracted to you because you hate those that i hate wow he said you do not tolerate evil evil i'm going to break that down for you to understand he's saying that i see that you do not tolerate do you know one of the most favorite word in our culture today is tolerance wow am i right you are so right if you if you study what the enemy has yes. been subtly doing mm-hmm. for the last a decade yes, yes and mostly in the last 4 to 5 years you will see one of the word that this culture has pushed down our throats is tolerance in the name of tolerance they have shamed people to tolerate that which god does not tolerate i want to talk to the people of god there is going to be a time when we stand before the throne room of god god is definitely not going to ask us how tolerant you were to that which god doesn't tolerate wow wow man of god you shared this last week you talked about loving the things that god loves and hating the things that god hates you see a lot of sin that god hates yeah has been approved by our society in the name of tolerance oh my goodness you didn't even just say you do what you do i do what i do you didn't even just say we agree to disagree said i see your attitude you did not compromise you did not say i'll be on both sides you did not say i'm going to be on the wall you took a stand for the lord mm-hmm. and said i will not tolerate this 
that's quite strong the bible is not for the cowards come on the bible is for the warriors mm-hmm. the bible god is looking for intelligent bright bold warriors that would take a stand for him and say god we are going to take a stand to not even tolerate that is why the bible says in psalm chapter 1 blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the wicked hmm. nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scoffers there is a passion that is in a child of god i says i got to stand away because sometimes when judgment comes it comes in a group <laughs> so i don't want to be seated in a place where the lightning is yeah. going to strike yes. i want to keep my distance mm. and i do not even tolerate now when you look at the word evil people you're now you're going to assume immediately somebody that is doing something really really bad but the first time you will see god talking about evil it wasn't even talking about an unbeliever he was referring to evil people to a group of people that were supposed to go into the promised land so that is something we must investigate a little so if you can open your bible to deuteronomy yes chapter 1 please verse let's read from verse 35 uh, let's start with maybe verse 31 let's start with verse 31 Deuteronomy chapter 1 starting in verse 31 mm. and in the wilderness where you have seen how the Lord your God mm. carried you mm. as a man carries his son Eesh. all the way mm-hmm. that you went until you came to this place mm-hmm. yet in spite of this word you did not believe the lord your god yet in spite of the fact that god has carried you as a man carries a son you have brought yourself till this location yet what yet in spite of this word yeah. you did not believe you the lord your god you did not believe the lord your god go on who went before you mm. in the way mm-hmm. to seek you out a place to pitch your tents so what is happening here is that god would send them mm. he would go ahead of them to choose them a place hey my goodness let's just stand there for a second wow the lord is going ahead to choose out a location for you amen <laughs> God is going ahead to make room for you. God is going ahead of you to find the right person for you. Yes, somebody received that into your spirit. And he's saying that now I've already gone ahead and and sticked out the location and I've decided this is the location. And he sends these guys 12 of them to go spy the land they come back and the 10 of them 
except for two, that is Joshua and Caleb. All the others began to cry and grumble. They started saying, we cannot go into that land. Mm. Because that land has Amalekites that with giants. And we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. And they started weeping and they said, no, we cannot go. We cannot, we cannot. Forget about what God has said. Forget about his promise. Forget about the prophetic word. They began to doubt the word. Now, when God had sent them into the land, okay, this verse is saying what? You just read that. It says, who went before you in the way to seek you out a place. So he went before you. Yeah. Meaning before you saw the giants, there was somebody else who saw it. The eyes oh, oh, oh. of God had seen oh. those giants. Before you had physically entered that location, the presence of God had physically entered Yeesh. that location. Oof. So God is saying, I was there before you. And yet you are sitting and crying and breaking your heart and allowing fear and doubt and condemnation mm. that you want to run away without realizing that even before you were there, the Lord was there. Yes, the giants are alive. So what? I'm entering into a place where my Lord has stood before. Mm. I'm entering into a place where the presence of God has already, that is why when I enter into that place, I don't go there to victory. I go there from because the Lord has already been there all I need to do is to climb into his shoes all I need to do is to grow into his stature Mm. and position myself and understand what is already done in the spirit what is already done in the spirit knowing what is already done in the spirit Knowing already how what is given to you in the spirit. Knowing, do you know? That's the question. That's the question. We believers, we need to know. Father, in the name of Jesus. People of God, God wants you to know your enemy. God wants you to know what demonic spirits are fighting you. God wants you to know what has been fighting your house. He doesn't want us to be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. Yet, the battle belongs to the Lord. Yet, he wants us to stand in that location as he fights for us. The Holy Spirit is raising you up. The Holy Spirit is increasing your maturity. The Holy Spirit is giving you understanding to give you victory over battles that has already won in the Spirit. We must now know the mind of God. We must now take time to seek His mind. Wait until He moves. And when He moves, go in and find your victory. 
I want you to take time this week and ponder our what I've just shared. Meditate on it and translate that into your life. Anything that you're facing today, any giant that you're facing today, don't rush. Look into that giant and say, before I met this giant, the eyes of the Lord has met this giant. Before I enter into that place, that position, the presence of God has reached that place. If not, is that a place I must contend for? If not, is that an individual I must pursue? If not, should I risk my attention and my time and my presence Mm -hmm. in a location where the Lord has not traveled ahead of me? I need you to ponder on this. Many solutions will come from this one thing that I'm teaching you today. Has the Lord gone ahead? Okay, go on. In fire by night, and in the cloud by day to show you by what way you should go. Mm -hmm. And the Lord heard your words Mm -hmm. and was angered. Mm -hmm. And he swore, not one of these men of this evil generation shall see the good land that I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. One more time, not one. Not one of these men of this evil generation. Hey, look at that, people of God. God is now looking at the people that He redeemed. It is the people that He saved, Mm. He delivered, He brought out. Now he's looking at them and he's calling them an evil generation. An evil generation. Because although they have seen the signs, yet they choose not to believe. Although they experience the goodness of God, yet they choose to live in their unbelief. Yet, they choose to live in disobedience and sin. God is looking at them and saying, until this entire generation perishes, I cannot take you guys into the promised land. The entire generation of unbelieving people, he calls them an evil generation. That is a very strong word strong feelings in the heart of the Lord. Mm. He's saying, I'm looking for a generation that will believe. I'm looking for a generation that believes His promises are yes and amen. I'm looking for a generation that refuses to quit. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a generation that will give their heart and spirit into their toil. I'm looking for a generation that will not just believe, but will prove their belief through their works. And God is looking at these guys and saying, 
that these guys, I call them evil. Because that level of unbelief and doubt had to stem from somebody. And that didn't stem from the Lord. That stemmed from the devil. It was his weeds that was working in their heart. So now the Lord says, I cannot allow them to enter into the rest. I have to wait for them to perish in this desert. When I got the one of the most uh, uncomfortable images you can see of the scriptures is God waiting for them each one of these guys to die in the desert oh you is waiting he's saying guys you too you guys I'll take you in but not as long as these guys are around you so I have to now wait till all that unbelief around you is dead before I can take you into the promised land so some of us we don't understand why are we not being able to launch the forward because there are things around us that need to die that are not yet dead so God is saying I cannot start a new chapter in your life because there are things that you are too much in love with you care for their opinion more than you care for my opinion you care to be in their good books than you care to be in my good books you care for their acceptance than my rejection so now i have to wait because you tolerate these people so because you tolerate these people now you are now part of them so god is sitting there waiting for every one of them in that generation to die and until they die they're going in circles in the desert waiting for people to die and fall off until every one of them that's what God said every one of them die they're going around in circles in the desert so you have to at some point ask a question am i going in circles mm. am i supposed to go in circles now there is some dead weights in my life that i need to cut off so that i can be free to go to where god is calling me god is saying to these guys in ephesus he says i notice something you don't tolerate tolerance oh, i want to be a good human being <laughs> it's not about being a good human being it's about being that human being that god is well pleased with and sometimes the world will not accept you and god's eyes you cannot be the friend of the world mm. and be a friend of god because to be a friend of god is to be the enemy of enemy of the world it doesn't go together yeah. god is looking and say i see the way you have not tolerated the evil ones I see how your heart is repulsive to anything that is not running after the Lord. He said I appreciate that. His nearness is our greatest people of God.
may the lord be proud of you i look forward to continuing this soon basta for now i hope this blesses tremendously thank you prophet desired of the lord this week may you find yourself located at the feet of jesus may you find yourself occupying the space where he is god bless you Thank you.